0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. For the past few years, the Detroit Regional Chamber of Commerce has looked at the broad picture of economic health in our region through its State of the Region report. This year, the report shows gross domestic product growth lags behind the national average, but the local economy is growing at a more rapid pace than the national average. More good news. Individual income in our region is growing at a faster rate than almost any other major city in the country. All of this comes with the delicate and difficult conversations that have to happen as an economy grows. Who gets left behind or is pushed aside to make way for bigger businesses and more people? And, of course, we still have lingering questions about infrastructure and education, all the sort of public infrastructure that makes up our community here in Southeast Michigan. Joining me now to talk about the Chamber's report is Sandy Barua. He is the president and CEO of the Detroit Regional Chamber of Commerce. Sandy, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Yeah, so this is sort of a good news, bad news report. I feel like it's that way many years. Um, Would you put more of the weight on the good news though at this point and say that uh, we really are moving faster ahead than, than, than we had been in, in, in previous years, or are we still uh, being dogged by some of these lingering issues?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in, as in any economy, we certainly have areas that need to be worked on, and we have some flashing lights on our radar here. However, uh, if you are one of these you know, glass-half-full, glass-half-empty people, I would say the glass is three-quarters full, especially considering where we have come from. I mean, this is a city that was in municipal bankruptcy. This is a region and a state that has seen economic decline for almost 40 years straight. Uh, and now we are, we are seeing real, tangible, and sustainable progress. So mm-hmm. I say the, the glass is three-quarters
0: full. Yeah. Uh, what do we owe that progress to in your, in your estimation? What are we doing right that we used to be doing wrong or poorly?
1: Well, there's there's no one thing that you can point to that says, oh, this is the one thing that, that we did right. It is a combination of multiple things, both from the private and public sector, that have uh, not only been done right, but also have been done in unison. And it's really hard to overstate the power of alignment. I think if you go back in this region or this state 10, 15, or more years ago, you would not see the philanthropic community, the governmental community, and the private sector on the same page pursuing similar, if not the same, goals. Yeah. You saw very disparate interests. You saw very much a zero-sum game approach. If I win, you lose, whoever you are and whoever they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's been the history of our region. Uh, I think there's any benefit of the you know financial meltdown uh, that this state... Put, particularly experienced, more so than other states, uh, the bankruptcies of the city and some of our signature uh, corporations is that we know that we have to do things differently, and we did.
0: Yeah, Uh, let's talk about some of the things that are still lagging uh, even outside of economic uh, factors. I mean, we we still are not as competitive with education as we should be. We're not as competitive with infrastructure uh, as we should be. These things are are I think in the context of this kind of report, they, they stand out even more now because we have gotten these other things together. Right. Uh, this is what's holding us back.
1: Yeah, I know. Stephen, you're, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, the, the, the strength of a lot of the numbers in this report, I mean, from GDP to job creation to per capita income, unemployment, home values, incredibly strong. And that does, as you say, really kind of highlight some of these red flashing lights. Red flashing light number one, as you said, is absolutely educational attainment. We are towards the bottom of our peer group. We are uh, below the national average. uh, And we are a nation that is actually slipping compared to our global peers Mm -hmm. on educational attainment. So as we, as a state and a region, are slipping amongst even that group, that is not a good sign. And when you look at where the jobs are coming from uh, today and going into the future, it is highly skilled jobs. I mean, these are jobs that are going to require, you know, skill training, two-year associate's degrees, uh, and four-year degrees. And we are not retaining and producing still not enough of those types of talented people uh, to fill the jobs that our corporations uh, here locally uh, need to
0: survive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Sandy Barua, president and CEO of the Detroit Regional Chamber of Commerce. We are talking about the, the Chamber's annual report, State of the Region report, this year showing... Uh, lots of growth here in southeast Michigan, lots of growth even compared to the national average or to other cities, also shows some of the things that we're not doing right. Some of the things that we still sort of uh, let confound us, like education and infrastructure, investment kinds of uh, issues here in Southeast Michigan. Uh, you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 313 1019 That's 313 1019 This fits into the larger theme of today's show where we're talking First, about uh, the tax plans in Washington and changing the tax system pretty radically here in America, which is on the table in Washington. What do you think about that? What do you think about how things are going here in southeast Michigan? Things are certainly much better than they were 10 years ago uh, or even five years ago here in southeast Michigan. Why is that true? What are we doing Right. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Uh, you can also go to the WDT Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work you into the conversation. Uh, Sandy, I want to ask you briefly about uh, the tax plans in Washington uh, that are on the table. Uh, you're a thoughtful guy, a, a conservative or a Republican. Uh, are, are these... Are these proposals the way to get the economy going even faster than it is.
1: So it's a difficult question for me to answer Stephen primarily because, you know, when I put on my Detroit Regional Chamber CEO sure. hat, <laughs> we don't have a position on right. national tax reform because we really focus our interests on local and state issues yeah. and, you know, national politics even though it's something that I, uh, the world I come from, and I certainly have an opinion on it. It's nothing that we as a chamber have. Sure, but I would say this: just uh, you know, uh, as as you know, we both spend time in Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Washington is my hometown. Uh, I would say this: uh, the goal of tax reform needs to be tailored to the society and the time that we live in today. Mm-hmm. And I get really concerned when people take a look at, oh, well, so-and-so did X a handful of years ago or 20 years ago, uh, and it, it, it led to this. Um, one of your previous callers, uh, while I was listening in, Stephen, talked about the, the Kennedy tax reforms mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the Reagan tax reforms. Well, the top marginal rate uh, back in the 60s and 80s ranged between the high 70s, to the low ninety percent mm-hmm. in terms of a top marginal tax rate, uh, you know, obviously we're not in that situation anymore as a society. Actually, we are taxed. Um, at just about the lowest level overall since World War II. Mm -hmm. The issue in my mind is why do people, why are people always constantly complaining about taxes? And to me, it's because government has not done a good job of demonstrating value and competence. What do you get for that? Uh, Exactly right, and again, I tell people all the time, listen, if you want to charge Cadillac prices for whatever it is, (laughs) a, a, a public service, a private good, that's fine, but you better be providing Cadillac level service and, and, and products. Right. If you're providing Kia-level <laughs> services and products, although <laughs> Kias are pretty good cars these days, uh, <laughs> and charging Cadillac prices, that's not a good value proposition. And I think too many people are look at government and say, listen, where's the competence? And everything from you know IRS overreach or you know the, the Flint water crisis locally, I mean, you see time and time again, government not working the way people feel good about supporting. And that's something that government at all levels Really needs to address.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting way to think about it, and it's it's a part of the conversation that never surfaces in Washington. Which is, hey, wh- what if we took a look at how we actually spend this money and whether that's effective or not, and talk about taxes in those terms as opposed to, well, you, you know, you deserve to pay this uh, versus this person who deserves to pay that. It, it really is about the payer. Rather than the service, right?
1: And you know, another one of your callers uh, talked about uh, you, know, uh, you know punishing the rich, or you know we shouldn't do that. And 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 actually, I, I had great uh, kind of alignment with that particular caller because you know the top five percent of earners in this country pay fifty six percent of all taxes. Sure. The top fifty percent of all earners pay eighty eight percent of all taxes. In, in our nation. So, uh, and then we have almost 50% of the folks in the high 40s that actually pay no net uh, right. marginal A tax. Federal right. tax, right? Fe, federal tax, yeah. right. So, uh, you know, so there is uh, an imbalance. And when I look at the corporate tax rate, if you look at the raw corporate tax rate, you know, we're the second highest, actually the highest in the nation since Japan went through its. Uh, tax tax reform, our effective rate is a, at a more reasonable level. But think of the cost in the system that it takes to get to that effective marginal tax rate. In other words, yeah. we've made our corporate tax so convoluted and complicated, it it yeah. it, it really I mean, is I not. I always human. hear
0: that argument, and I think there's there's something to it. Uh, at the same time, the the fact that most corporations and and so many corporations are paying almost no tax. Suggests that the issue is not the rate; it's the it's the deductions and the other things, and maybe we ought to be focused on. On those,
1: no, well, see, I, I'm going to disagree with that. So, yes, you can find a, you know, some very high-profile corporations that, on a particular year, paid very little tax. But overall, corporations, the effective tax rate is in, uh, is in the low twenties or high teens. I can the number kind of bounces for around average, a little yeah, bit for right. yeah, average. for average. So, and that is, uh, you know, and as you know, I am not a fan of this. Particular administration. Sure. Uh, I'm one of those old-fashioned, Main Street Republicans. <laughs> uh, but what they're trying to do with the corporate tax, which is to simplify it and bring it down to kind of basically 20, percent uh, I would support uh, something like that. Now, this particular bill, because it you know has so many winners and losers, and they've thrown in uh, uh, the repeal of Obamacare, the, you know, the mandate yeah. in there, which complicates it terribly, unnecessarily. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to comment on too much detail of that particular proposal. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sandy Barua. President and CEO of the Detroit Regional Chamber of Commerce. As always, thanks for being here on Detroit Today.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Uh, Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Near. The program director is Joan Isabella. The technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. Associate producers are Gus Navarro and Aaron Allen. And Detroit Today's theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobey, and we are going out today on a Della Reese song. And that reminds me, Della Reese, a Detroit native born in the Black Bottom neighborhood, died on Sunday. She was 86. I'll see you tomorrow on Detroit Today. And that
1: reminds me too of you, dear. If I could hear no music. If there could be no roses, no summer night to make me dream
0: as I do, perhaps I might forget you, but in my heart I know that I need no reminder
1: to miss you so. I hear the sound oh, oh, oh.